Hmm. Only one in the Zoom again. Guess I'll practice my opening. Hi there, guys. We're doing emojis. Hey! Oh, Jesus Christ! Surprise! <laughs> what the hell? What is, what is all this? We've got uh, uh, a little surprise planned. Well, somewhat planned. But we've got an idea. Oh? Yeah. And they brought back up, boy. <laughs> Trav's here! <laughs> uh, guys, well, hi, Trav. Uh, hi. I wasn't expecting you. Uh, so what's this surprise? Well, it's- you know, we know you don't really like talking about your birthday, but we want to do something a little special. And oh. So we brought some gifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Guess yeah. what, motherfucker? <laughs> what? Happy birthday, bitch. Let's talk about some movies. Let's talk about some movies. Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And it's your boy, Trav, baby. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsty Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. But it doesn't sound like we're doing that this week. No. So so you guys have movies for me, apparently. Yeah, movies. They're, they're, they're wrapped here. They're chosen with love. Got your presents. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't have to do that. That's, that's so. Actually, actually, we did. Yeah. You told us to. So. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I just yeah. did it because I knew you'd hate it. That's yeah, right. That's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm um I'm not re-gifting, but I, I guess I sort of am because you'd gifted this to me, and I wanted to share it back with you. Swap our spit because I love you so much. Oh, yeah, um, okay. So if I could be so bold, I guess I'll present my gift first. And it's, uh, you know, you know you're, you've got a punk soul and you're a tortured artist. And I felt like, you know, we should, uh, here, it's uh, it's Sid and Nancy. Oh, wow. I, I love this movie. This is so unexpected. I guess we could talk about this movie. Did everybody watch this? Yeah. We did. Oh, wow. Well, Let's talk about that movie. All right. Oh, uh, is this everybody's first time seeing it? Yes. Yes. Actually, yes, it is. Oh, wow. Well, I've, I've been watching this movie since my one of my good friends bought it for me on DVD when I was a teenager and uh, just was one of the first 10 DVDs I ever owned. And it was in heavy rotation for me. Mm. So, nice. uh, That's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> well, Man, I thought Requiem for a Dream was a tough watch. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I've never actually seen the the human version of a toilet flush <laughs> ever before. <laughs> and that's what this fucking movie felt like. And it's not because it was a bad movie by any stretch. But just yeah. watching just one person just spiral so much one person well you know what um fuck nancy 
if anything, I don't know much about the actual Sid Vicious and uh, Nancy Spungen, Spugen, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, Spungen. Spungen, okay. I like Spungen um, more, though. Like you that. guys know that the worst sound ever in the world for me is whining. <laughs> Holy fuck. I wanted her to die the second her mouth opened in this movie. <laughs> like yeah. I and, and oh. it was great because I got to see that in the beginning. It's like, hey, she's already dead. I know what's coming. Granted, for <laughs> a biography, you already do, but still I I oh God. It was just like listening to nails on a fucking chalkboard for an entire two hours and just <sighs> but watching Gary Oldman. Yeah. Just <laughs> just what? Gary Young Man. I'm swooning over that man this entire he fucking movie. So spot on as Sid Vicious, despite what he thinks about this performance. I think he captured Sid. Oh, does very he not well. think he put on a good performance? No, apparently he absolutely hates his performance in this movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Self-critical. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. I mean, I'm not an expert on, um, you know, behind the scenes. I've listened to, you know, Sex Pistols and stuff, and I knew the gist of the story, but I'd actually kind of avoided reading too much biography because I'd always wanted to see this movie. I just hadn't yet. So I was like, I'm going to watch the movie to have a little sense of not knowing exactly what's oh. going to happen. Oh, it sounds like you guys invited yeah, my dogs to the party. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> yes. Before we continue, I just want to, and I don't know if this is something that should be in the episode, but I love one of these trivia things about the movie is the antenna on the World Trade Center wasn't there at the time. And I just want to be like, it's not there now either. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Zach, you were saying? Uh, yeah, I just, um, I'd avoided reading too many actual, like, articles or biography stuff because I wanted to have a little bit of um, surprise. That sets you up to watch one of my favorite documentaries, The Filth and the Fury, the, the story of the Sex Pistols. Okay, let me write that down. Yeah, that's definitely something that I want to watch. It's Filth and the Fury. It's interesting. I love I love documentaries of bands from like the 70s and 80s and 90s because mm-hmm. they're all just a shit show. So oh, it's yeah. like super fascinating to watch. And it's yeah. like, how the yes, hell sir. are any of these guys still alive at <laughs> any point ever? Yeah, it's it's wild. Like you were, I think you messaged the chat, Trav, about just the trash and stuff. And, and London, yeah. London is such a... Yeah, mess in the seventies. It looks like the Detroit during the riots. Like yeah. it is a shit city. That's uh, that's Maggie Thatcher for you. Yeah. Now, is this over exaggerated? The the trash in the street. No. Yes. No. Okay. Because no. <laughs> when you think of London, you know you're supposed to like think of prestige and all this stuff, and it was just like. It won't like burning and the city was in shambles or anything crazy, but it, it's just like there was like no law, like nothing. There's like nobody gave a shit. They were just <laughs> doing whatever in the street at yeah. any time. So like it kind of when you think about the whole punk mentality, like sometimes when I'm watching characters like this, it's a little hard to empathize with the blatant destructiveness and, and aimlessness, but but I think Paul and I have talked a little bit about like quadrophenia and, and the European identity post World War II and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that kind of birthed the punk movement and everything. It's it's very interesting to think about. Like these are children of people who fought in the the 
war and they don't have a war and they're rebelling against all that stuff and they just make a shit sandwich out of everything and make cool music. So, and that's why my favorite character in this entire fucking movie was the methadone clinic guy. <laughs> because he was basically like fucking like you're trying to be anarchist, but you're too strung out. Like right. you want to do some shit, fucking do some shit. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite character in this movie is the guy on the bus that tries to, uh, write John, Johnny rotten, the song. Uh huh. <laughs> Good job, good job. I got a good job. Good job, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised I didn't get stuck in my head like that. Oh. That sounds like one of those things that would become the next. You all, everybody. It's been stuck in my head for the last 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now was that made into a real song, or was it just like in the, in the movie? That no, was just in the movie. At least I've, that was I've heard it. never heard like, a real song. <laughs> One that satisfies my artistic dude. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. No, I but, just, it, it, it's a good movie. It, like, as a film, it's really good, but it is just in that Requiem for a Dream territory where it is just uncomfortable yeah. the entire time. Huh. Whip it out. Whip it there out. It is. Whip it out. And I'm so happy because when I first started collecting Criterions, this was out of print on dvd so when they put it on blu-ray i was thrilled yes and then you gifted me your standard dvd and that's what i watched this week it was so wonderful (laughs) and now he has it back yeah no no this this is is my blu-ray yeah anyway uh yeah um yeah and as jonathan was saying it's it is such a tough film about addiction not only just to drugs but to the uh, the idea of love. Yeah. I say the idea of love because, you know, people who actually love each other wouldn't do this to each other. Right. I mean, it's so much so that the original title of this film was called Love Kills. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that title sucks. <laughs> Just say yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's a, thinking it too. I, I want, all I could think of was Adam Sandler's Love Stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I didn't expect it to be such a kind of an artistic film or sh- shot artistically like you know mm-hmm. I didn't realize going in it was Roger Deakins but yeah the Deak like, the Deak it's a beautiful film Sir the Deak yeah that that scene of them standing against the dumpster and kissing I was like holy <laughs> shit that's the moment I realized you know that it was Deakins I was like yeah and and that one shot where. Uh, it's the, the end of the the my way sequence, and he's standing on that stairway of lights, and yeah, the two of them are just backlit, and they start going out one by one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. Yeah, you like that, man? It's it like, just a, seems like nobody who was like a, this movie was about, or even a lot of the people that were in the movie did not want anything to do with this movie. Like all of the rest of the Sex Pistols either just ignored it or said it's not good. Uh, Johnny said basically it's the Peter Pan version of the story. Yeah, uh, and he's he's the most vocal against it, but yeah, uh, Rotten is kind of a bizarre character to begin with, and he's real mad about this uh, pistol show that's going to be coming out soon. Okay, you're talking about real life. Yeah, uh, okay. there's there's a Sex Pistols show that's supposed to be coming out soon, and mm. Rotten is 100% against it. 
What do you mean there's a show coming out? A TV there's show? There's a TV show oh, okay. called Pistol about the Sex Pistols that will be coming out soon. Okay. Mm. What was, um, like, okay, he says it's the Peter. Yeah, I would, that was my question. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Is, like, <laughs> it, 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 apparently he thought it was too fantastical. Uh, like, okay. But, you know, what is, that's artistic license. Like, yeah. You know, like, he also thinks it celebrates heroin addiction. Who who watches this and goes, I want to do that? It's the so, same fucking people that, that are bitching awesome. about fucking Zendaya and uh, what's that show? Euphoria. Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Like, it's, yeah. it's making drugs it's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Although it's funny that Dare is the one that's saying it. And yet everybody who went to Dare um, had Dare in the sixth grade. Biggest potheads ever. Yep. Them and Eagle Scouts. <laughs> Well, that's because most of the kids never heard of any of the shit until Dare swooped in and was like, let me tell you about the top 10 biggest drugs in America. How to get them. But you should how to get know. them. Exactly what they do to you to Down make you street. feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a left. <laughs> but make sure you say no when you get there. This shit's going to feel great. But say no. But yeah, I don't know anything about punk music, to be real. I'm just really not a fan of punk music. The only sit the only sit and Nancy I know is uh, when they were mentioned in the famous group Crazy Town song "Come My Lady Butterfly." The, the lyric "You and Me, Baby," like Sid and Nancy, as if that's the good. worst fucking just oh god! I remember that bugging this shit out of me then too. Yeah, you know. Now, some something about but this movie. New metal. Fuck new metal. Yeah. Oh, no, about- I love new metal. That's butt new metal. It's like butt rock and new metal all in one. Well, hold on. <laughs> Leave the butt rock out of this, dude. Let Crazy me Town's- swing my hips to those guitars, okay? Crazy Town is the new metal version of Puddle of Mud. <laughs> I don't think so, sir. <laughs> With your Dave Mustaine t-shirt. I love Megazord. <laughs> but no, the, what I didn't like about this movie was it made it seem like Sid was a victim to Nancy. And I, I don't, do I know this story? No, but I do know he's a grown ass man. And what's it called? He can make his own goddamn decisions. And, you know, they can blame her for whatever it was. Um, I, it's just like, dude, he's a grown ass man, dude, uh, with a successful band. And it, the movie was very hit job ish, if you ask me. I don't think I got that. I think I got that Sid just kind of went with the breeze. And unfortunately, with that loud of a fucking voice in your ear that you want to shut up, that just happens to be the breeze that you're going with at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but he should still be held accountable. I, I, don't, it, I don't think he, I don't, it did not seem like he. Manipulated in any way, I think there were obvious there were attempts, especially got at the end. They showed the kind of that kind of manipulation. Um, but I I I look at Sid Vicious in this movie, and I see that character as just zero inhibitions, and everything goes. I don't know anything about his childhood, but he strikes me as somebody who never, who was love starved. And once he gets a little bit of, but if in the movie, remember he, he had his member, he was like, uh, <clears throat> they were living with his mom because she was like <clears throat> a motorcycle, motorcycle carrier. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was, and she, uh, Nancy had said some shit about his mom or something. It was like a really passerby line, and he. That's yeah, yeah. When the first time you see him slap her. So it seemed like he was getting that kind of attention, like, but yeah, or at least and you did, know he stood no, up for his mom. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and behind the, to be the kind of, I was gonna say behind the scenes, right? Didn't she like claim that he was innocent the whole time, anyway? And so they obviously have like a good relationship, him and his mom. Yeah, and uh, she she gave Gary Oldman his actual chain to wear for yep. this movie. Oh that, wow, that's shit. crazy! I didn't that know padlock that. chain is actually belonged to Sid Vicious. Wow. Uh, she and according to what I read, she didn't want anything to do with the movie until Oldman and uh, Alex Cox met with her and let her know what they were going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I I don't think Sid comes off as clean in this movie either. Like not he's. At all. He, He's not a completely the victim, like you know, someone had to get him addicted to heroin, so that just happened to be Nancy. Uh, and from there, it's just kind of his own self destruction. And as Jonathan said, I think he chases positive attention. He's not much of he wasn't much of a bass player in real life, and uh, he just kind of joined the Sex Pistols so he could have have. You know. Do drugs and party. Yeah. And what and what was the drugs he, what was the drugs <laughs> he was trying to get originally before she came back with that? Like what did he give her money to get? Uh, I really think it was it's the never same made thing. it's never made clear in the movie. Yeah. I, I, I firmly believe that it was literally just anything. I, I think it was one of right. those the character of Sid Vicious is just fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably just trying to get some quaaludes or cocaine or you know something of the sort yeah and i mean i don't know if it's to me it just seemed like he was just trying to extend some kindness without care for himself he's like yeah hey, nancy i'll you know i'll help you out do whatever and get me whatever well can we cover the ending real quick yeah well, um, let's do that can, can you break that down paul for us as far what the as fuck was that? the accuracy <laughs> of what specifically happened this night, as far as anybody knows? With nobody knows. Nobody it is, knows. It, it him and Nancy were the only two in the room, and he claims he didn't stab her. And I mean, but what does he claim both, that happened then? Uh, I don't really know the the accurate record of what he said. How, I mean, how of, far after that did he die? Like, like three, like, six months, three months, something like yeah. that. Well, he was like out on year. bond, right? And he he died before the trial. Mm-hmm. It was within six months, I think. Yeah, like she uh, was in the fall. He was in the spring. Uh, and keep in mind, she's she's twenty, right? And he's twenty one yeah. when he eventually. So Jesus. she dies October seventy eight, and he dies February second, nineteen seventy nine. So yeah, it's like. I I also uh, make that comment about it kind of being a hit job a little bit because she's not attractive in real life, but Jesus Christ, was she fucking ugly in this movie. I mean, they did not have to do her that dirty in this film. She is god-awful ugly. And, like, Chloe Webb's not that ugly. You know what I mean? So yeah, she's an attractive lady. So they purposely went out of their way to make her look like a complete shit sandwich in this movie. Yeah. I, I, 
she, I think she, as horrible as it is in the latter scenes where she's like sick and dying, she looks a little better because she doesn't have all that makeup. Makeup on. on. Like yeah. they just do really harsh uh, makeup. Reminds yeah. me of the moon lady from Eraserhead a little bit. <laughs> nice. Um, so when I think of the ending, I think of that actual last scene and oh. trying to figure out what the fuck was going on there. Oh, where the limo shows up and picks me up. Yeah, the cab and that's, she's in it. And that's one of those open to artistic interpretations. That's exactly what it is. is. <laughs> where is, is he being carted off to the afterlife? Is, is he just but kind of strung out? And like, you don't thing? know her. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who. <laughs> she's like, I honestly, I love that ending because I was just like, "What the fuck?" So I, I kind of dug it. I love the little pizza shack that's just kind of <sighs> off to the side. Yeah. By oh, some I didn't even notice I'm, the pizza shack. I'm assuming he's. I'd assume he's dead for that whole scene. Like he's. That's after he's dead, and he's like having a daydream pizza and doing a little dance, and there's a daydream pizza. Him. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and if that's how you want to read it, that's what it is, essentially. Oh, God. Oh, just, God. I don't sure. know. It might be the best my best scene in the film, though. I know that. I like it. Because literally kind of when it happened, ending. and it ended, I, I just went, okay. Like, I, <laughs> I just went, okay. <laughs> oh, so that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, does anybody have any other notes on this movie? Uh, uh Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it, you know, especially if you want to dig into Gary Oldman's catalog. It's probably a film I wouldn't revisit again, though. Like, I'm glad I saw it. Cool. I doubt it's something I would revisit, though. I I would need to be in a mentality to watch this movie. Yeah. Like I said, I probably watched this film like 20 times in high school because I love it. Mm -hmm. I feel like this will be a once every every five years for me kind of thing. Yeah. And I'll put on some... Some punk and get in the mood. Yeah. Well, awesome. Okay. Um, well, Trav. Yeah. Uh, I believe I, you got a present for Paul. I have a gift because I know how much my man loves Weird Al Yankovic. And I said, oh, hey, I do. why don't we snag up this UHF <gasps> and uh, gift it to <laughs> yeah. my man. Here you <clears throat> go, Paul. Oh, thank. this is one of my top four movies on Letterboxd. Oh, my God. Trav's the kind of guy that tells you what the present is before he opens it. Well, it's acted it too, so he's just following suit. (laughs) (laughs) We're just too excited. Uh, We're we're, we're not good with surprises. Let let me get this wrapping paper. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's just a mess. No, but, uh, you know, I had to look up what UHF was because I didn't even know what this title meant. You know, oh, the ultra high frequency, the ultra yeah. high frequency. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trav decorated it with some glitter on there, too. That, mm-hmm. that. Is it glitter? Oh. Is no. It? no. Oh. Yeah, it kind of fell out. Now it's all over my pants. Son of a glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. Bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Trav. Yeah. All right. Uh, UHF. So, uh, UHF. Is this everybody's first time seeing UHF? Yes. Yep. In its entirety, I feel I'd seen a couple yeah. scenes. How did y'all see a couple scenes? Like commercials, the commercials. Yeah, I'd seen some of the commercial clips, like the the Gandhi thing, and I'd seen the um, oh, the Gandhi thing, <laughs> the spatula store, <laughs> and the spatula oh, city, God, Dire Straits video or whatever. You know? uh, yeah, the yeah, Beverly Hillbillies, money for nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. This is one that 
I didn't know existed until Comedy Central started playing it all mm. the time. Now, what uh, year is this? Like early 2000s? Probably late 90s. Late 90s, okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of when we first watched it. So me and, a, me and one of my really good friends who lived in my neighborhood watched this movie a few times. And um, we loved it so much that we actually walked to a food line and picked up all the uh, ingredients for the Twinkie Wiener Dog sandwich. <laughs> yes! Yes! God. <laughs> I really hope you even dipped it in milk. Oh my god. But you ate yeah. it. Yeah, we ate it. Fuck that. <laughs> how, how was it? It was fine. Yeah. Uh, nothing it's, about that looks fine, sir. It's not as egregious as you would think. Maybe one day when COVID's over, we could get together with some Twinkie Wiener Dog sandwiches. Yeah. Well, I'll try anything <laughs> once, wink, wink. Yeah, Jonathan's like, thank God no. I live in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not touching that. I love Twinkies. I love hot dogs, but I'm not good. together. So, oh, so here's God. a question: um, Was Weird Al big enough at this point for somebody to just go, "Hey, do whatever the fuck comes out of your brain," because that's what <laughs> this movie is. It is so, literally a collection of. What weird thoughts did Al have at that moment? <laughs> so that's essentially how it came about where uh, he wasn't given a big budget and he was, he went, he got released through Orion, which is not mm-hmm. a big company. Right. So he was big enough to where uh, Orion Pictures was pretty much like, I think Weird Al, if we give him a modest budget, can make us some money. Um, not realizing that 1989 was going to be pop off fucking summer, apparently. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and the whole idea when they brought it, when they were shopping it around was, uh, the director of this film, Jay Levy, also the co-writer is weird Al's manager. Mm. And the two of them were like, why don't we do kind of a sketch comedy movie? And then we don't have to worry about trying to make an hour and a half plot. Uh, so that's how they sold it. And people are like, oh, well, Weird Al's popular enough. $5 million budget. So that's what I'm looking up here. Because you say modest. $500 million. Uh, 500 million. Sorry, $5 million. $5 million. I'm trying to see what that would be today. Because that doesn't sound too modest for a SNL skit type movie you know what i mean uh, like to, today that would be 10 almost uh, 11 million dollars so yep. let's just say they I don't, i'm trying to think of somebody from like snl or something who's like not that popular. oh wait no that would be 500 million and 89 is worth uh 1 billion 124 million two <laughs> oh no yeah that's 500 million <laughs> five million Three, one, two, three. Yeah, it's ten million. Yeah, eleven million. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> that seems like a lot of money, bro. What's <laughs> you a, know, for Weird Al Yankovic to make a movie with. I, I'm trying to think of a uh a SNL movie from around this time that would around this time in '89, right? Specifically '89. I didn't, I didn't know they were doing SNL movies in '89. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coneheads uh, wasn't until a few years later. It was like, right? yeah, right. Coneheads was like yeah. 92 or that's, something I, like that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, like 92 Actually, Wayne's World on, was 92. Th- there was nothing between yeah. Blues Brothers and, from what I'm seeing here, 
and Wayne's World, and that's a well, twelve I mean, year gap. Wayne, Wayne's World's just a couple years later. So what? Yeah. What's the budget Wayne's World is working with? Uh, twenty million. Twenty million. So there you go. Weird Al gets five. Wayne's World gets twenty. Yeah, and they're about the same popularity. But Wayne's World, of course, goes on and makes one hundred eighty-three million dollars. Holy, that shit. is wild. <laughs> that would never happen today, and that is just wild. <laughs> that is insanity. <laughs> How That's, much did uh, UHF end up making? Six point one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it ended up being up against like. Batman, man, yeah, right, wow. right, yeah. Well, also too, I love that they got John Duprez to come and do this score. I mean, I know this is before Turtles, yeah. but like it's the year before he does this amazing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles score. So, dude, that and the you know the Shredder suit that song's a banger, boys. So, oh, yeah, yeah, man, John Duprez, man, working with Weird Al, yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah. Right, go on. No, so uh, as a film, it, it's a Weird Al movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is one hundred percent just like if you like Weird Al, you will love this movie. Absolutely. Very few people don't like Weird Al. Those people are weird themselves. But I, it's it, I'm never going to say it's understandable. But you know, taste. It's is just because we're from that generation but, of Weird Al, dude. My my. Our kids are not interested in Weird Al, dude. They're not. But you, they're not interested but, uh, in Weird Al. Right. but for me, like my Weird Al, like when I got into Weird Al was like Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. So like anything pre Bad Hair Day, I enjoy, but I don't enjoy as much so, as everything from then. So okay. it's shaved mustache and long right. hair. Um, because that was one of the first cassettes I actually owned. I, I remember buying it in Boston. When we went to Quincy Market for a field trip. I was like, my parents gave me money. They're like. You could have bought this here. I was like, yeah, but I was in Boston and I bought a Weird Al tape. My my Weird Al is the Weird Al of uh, <laughs> Off the Deep End. Yeah. Nice. This is my favorite Weird Album uh, uh, from 92. So that's how long I, it's I've a been good like, one. a yep. fan of Weird Al. Then Alapalooza comes out in 93 as that sweet Jurassic Park cover. <laughs> but I, I just... I, you, I, I really cannot say this is a good film, and I can't say it's a bad film. It is an enjoyable fucking movie oh, if fuck you that. like Weird Al. I, I think can... it, I think it's a sweet, uh, just a kind of a charming movie. Yeah, even despite Weird Al. I mean, it's, just, I, it's a nice but little. If, but if you look at story. it as a film, yeah, I like, am. <laughs> I, and I it's mean, fucking I, incredible. It's it's, it's everything it's, I want a Weird Al movie to be. It is yeah. everything that a Weird Al movie should be, including the fucking weird Rambo scene. <laughs> but, yes! <laughs> <laughs> out of fucking nowhere, Al just going, I think I want to be Rambo for about a good 15 minutes. And apparently he wanted uh, Sly Stallone to be the guy renting out the helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to do it. He was going to do it. God, but he he ended up having some scheduling conflicts probably, with that. So. Yeah, probably used most of the budget in that scene with those explosions and shit. Probably <laughs> the helicopter rental. Like, yeah. I kind of want to know what came first, this or Hot Shots. <laughs> Pretty sure this came out before Hot Shots. Yeah, Hot Shots comes out in '91. Yeah, it kind of makes me go, hmm, they got some <laughs> ideas from this, yeah. didn't they? Well, Hot I Shots feel- Part Two comes out in '93, so yeah. we're, that's even further away. <laughs> I feel like this movie is like the perfect closure of the eighties though. It's like, yeah, the, yeah. kind of the <laughs> changing of the guard with the sense of humor and 
yeah. It yeah. Just, yeah. This is this is the the ADHD dream of a film where there's just enough plot to string along, but <laughs> the sketches are what really sell you on it. But so my favorite part of the movie is David Provel. Because it seems like he's the only guy taking anything fucking seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why is Richie April playing Richie April right now? <laughs> my, my favorite thing is when, when they have Weird Al captured at the end and he starts doing the red rum. You're right, yeah. Red, red rum. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's what I mean, man. It, uh, there's so many like good liner type things like that like when they finally yeah. see the building and it's just a piece of shit and she's like uh and he's like it's even better than i imagined <laughs> and it's just a shit show and then dude when they walk in and see this fucking weird ass scientist like doing scientist shit i, I don't know man i fucking really really uh, really loved this movie oh yeah and i, like I cannot the fact wait that the to watch movie, this movie yeah. again i like the fact that the movie reminded me of emo phillips Yes. Because I, I I miss that guy. <laughs> that guy's going to be on tour with Weird Al this year, too. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, it makes uh, me honestly want to go back and watch, like, old episodes of Dr. Katz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Call me Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is just a fun movie. It is, I mean, that's, I think the main takeaway from it is just, it's fun. Somebody said, Weird Al, go do Weird Al. And he said, I can Weird Al. I just, I just also love that uh, this is the second time we've gotten to cover uh, an original film and its sequel on the show since we did Gandhi. And now we get to talk about Gandhi 2. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Which Gandhi was Jay Levy, the director of the film. Yeah. I, I, the, the commercials were the best part of the movie, though. I, every I can't one of say them that. was just... So good. But God, they were definitely really good. Again, I I really think my favorite scene is when they look at the supply closet and they open it up and these all these motherfuckers go, supplies! Like, I had to pause the movie. I was belly fucking (laughs) laughing. And then it just made me realize, God, I love stupid ass 90s comedies that they are just never going to make anymore. And... Uh, it was just such a special moment in time, you know, these, just, these style of movies. Can I just go on a rant about how much I love Getty Watanabe as Cooney in this movie? Yep. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> Fun little note here. The Academy would not allow the use of the exact likeness of the uh, Oscar for <laughs> filming. <laughs> so we needed to tie it in the, you know, the Academy being douchebags. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That makes it even sweeter. In my opinion, just knowing that they said there's no way in hell we're letting them use a statue that looks exactly like our award. (laughs) I've never understood that. I mean, everybody knows what it's supposed to be. I I don't know. (laughs) Did they let them use the real one in the mask? I feel like that was a real... No, they didn't. Okay. That's that's like, why? Yeah. That's that's being a little too precious with your... your uh, the Oscars, like, this award is no laughing matter. We are so serious. <laughs> so instead, they just had Oscar so cover his crotch. Yeah, like red rub. <laughs> oh, God. And I hate it now because I'm drawing a blank on all these moments in the movie that just really made me laugh. Oh, I'll just. That just I'll gives just, you a reason to go back and watch it again. Yeah, Dude, exactly. No, exactly. I, yeah. I will quote this movie until my dying day. 
Yeah, dude, I yeah. just I literally love movies that make no sense and have just enough plot to <laughs> actually have a story, which is why I just love Good Burger. I've seen Good Burger like fucking a thousand times. Right? I can quote this, this whole movie. It's so stupid. And Good Burger is essentially the same plot as this. It is. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but dude, I will say, as much as I love the Good Burger opening scene, but the don't sell me yet, please. <laughs> this opening scene was just insanely good my god it was so good the the raiders of the lost art parody god it was so good no, it whips the guy's arm off <laughs> <laughs> and also too man when he finally like they take away his mop uh i'm just always gonna call him kramer when they yeah. take kramer's mop away and finally at the end of the movie he like gets reunited with a mop oh my god it's just so (laughs) it is so good god this movie was so good yeah i love this movie i just gotta keep giggling every time i think of a new line these floors are dirty as hell i'm not gonna take it anymore oh man yeah all right yeah i can't believe sorry i can't believe that uh and 32 years I've never seen this movie. I feel like uh, I was robbed of many years of enjoyment of this film. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that I could introduce you to it. It is just a joy of my life. Yeah. Also, uh, getting back to Cooney, the Getty Watanabe character, mm-hmm. and the Wheel of Fish. Yes. <laughs> a video exists, and I'll see if I can get permission from Emily Williams herself, of Emily Williams playing Wheel of Fish at a... A oh, yeah. fan, a One weird of Al fan guys... like meet and greet thing. Yeah, that is thanks. just so awesome, so yeah. incredible. Yeah. I think I've... there's also. Oh, go on, Zach. I was just gonna say, back in elementary school, I had a friend whose house I used to go over to, and you know, he had Weird Al tapes, and like I think he had uh, the VHS that had like some of his music videos and stuff on it. And I don't know how I never watched this movie. It just it just escaped me somehow. So, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Uh, thank me. It was my gift. That's right. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Trav. <laughs> thank you both. Uh, uh, yeah, this... I, I don't know that I can string more words together about how much I love this film. It It is a major part of the way my humor was shaped. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I can see that. <laughs> I'll also say I saw Invasion of the Body Snatchers for the first time earlier this year. So that that's... Was, <laughs> wow. That's even more incredible. Interesting seeing uh, R.J. Fletcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, man, Fran Dresser, dude, Nanny. I've Ooh. always thought she is just a fucking bombshell of a woman. She is. Uh-huh. God, I've always everything that I have ever seen. I remember when I was a kid and I saw one of my favorite movies of all time, Jack, for the first time. And <laughs> her weird. and her mom jeans. <laughs> Her and her mom jeans, dude, had had little ten year old Trav excited. It was a little it was double always, entendre with Jack. Little, it was always a beautician in the beast for me. And I, I have to admit, I I'd never really known whether her laugh was a put on or not. But I mean, she laughs yeah. somewhat normally in this movie. Yeah, it's definitely a put on. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Nanny Fine is definitely her <laughs> turned up to eleven. Yeah. Now, Mister Sheffield. Yeah. No, just, all right. Any and Billy, 
Oh, go ahead. Billy Barty is the hero to oh, all Billy mankind. Is, <laughs> there is not enough reverence given to that fucking oh, name. Noodles Macintosh. That's his name. He he is our childhood. He is in everything in our fucking childhood. What it's, what did he say the quarter the quarter was worth or whatever at the end? I was like two thousand dollars or something. something. No, he gives wild. them two thousand. He got all the stock. Yeah. Oh god. So good. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? The scene too when he asked when he asked him for change and he gives him the change and he gives him the dollar. <laughs> he exchanges the dollar. I fucking lost it. I did not see that coming. And it's so stupid. And you just don't see it coming though. Yeah, I fucking lost it when he put the, the dollar in his hand. That's not Billy Barty. Yeah, that's a uh, Vance Colvig Jr. Oh, I thought that was no. the uh, Billy Barty was the cameraman. Um, the little person who was also uh, oh yeah okay 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 uh, scuttle <laughs> dude, when he was shooting up on her <laughs> I was like dude we actually need more news coverage where like you know they're looking down at the camera and uh, just to also point out this is uh, two birthday shows where Billy Barty is in that is yes. correct because he was uh, mm. Gildor in Masters of the Universe right yep. that's that's what I was going to say uh, he's also in Willow uh, great he is all time uh, also in Legend. One of the greatest films of all time. That's exactly. right. Damn right. Damn right. So, Jonathan, what, I think you got something in your hand there, too, don't you? I do, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, Paul. You oh, can open oh. it your own damn cell. Okay, well, here here I go. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's the 2008 classic Speed Racer. It's Speed Racer. The Wachowskis <laughs> film that I... Oh god, this movie's so good. Uh, did it, uh, so I assume you all watched this one as well. Uh, we did. Is this yeah, everybody's first time seeing this movie? Yes. It is not. This is, is my second time, but really my first proper. I'd only ever seen it on TV once, uh, shortly after it came out, like two or three years after it came out. Oh wow, Tra- Trav, when did you first see it? Yo, I, I know exactly when I first saw it. So I had a. Uh, High school slash after high school, really close friend named Kirk um, when I was a kid. And he was obsessed with Speed Racer. And um, it came out. He he got it on. I, he probably saw it in theaters or whatever. I did not, though. And he had it on DVD. And we smoked a shit ton of pot. And we sat on his mom's couch and we watched <laughs> Speed Racer. <laughs> And I, I, I really, for, I was, I really forgot how much I really, really, really love this movie. Uh, I, I never forget how much I love this movie. I went and saw this in the theater, I believe May 10th, because it came out May 9th and I was trying to see Speed Racer immediately. Uh, love the Wachowskis, love Speed Racer. It looked like exactly the film I wanted, I wanted Speed Racer to be. Mm-hmm. And it was and I loved it so much. Uh, I was living in the Quad Cities at the time, so uh, there was a true IMAX at the local, the local history museum, the Putnam. But they always got IMAX movies a month after they were released in regular theaters, or else I would have seen it in IMAX the first time. But I loved it so much when I saw it in the regular theater, I paid extra money to go see it at the IMAX holy shit, this movie was so good in IMAX. <laughs> I would love to see an anniversary re-release in like Dolby. 
or something because this film still it looks like it came out in we're in 2022 it looks like it came out in 2022 did like yeah. it holds up good use of that matrix money yeah is, is their first yeah. digital uh film mm-hmm. so they were like let's do everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh god i love this movie so yeah. much is I, it their best film <laughs> i go back and forth on that quite often i i think it could be but the original matrix is so good yeah I will say I will say up front that I appreciate this movie. It's not I don't think it's made for me, but I appreciate it and I'm glad that you guys love it so much. I'm I'm not really a fan of Speed Racer, but I I think it's a incredible adaptation and the colors are just incredible. So mm-hmm. Yeah. What what are you holding there, Jonathan? Jonathan looks I didn't like it. <laughs> That's I tried shame. really hard, but I spent the entire time going, why are the Wachowskis trying to make a Robert Rodriguez movie? This is basically yeah, those my favorite kids. movies. Yeah, I know. Why do you think I love this so I much? I know. <laughs> All right. That and the fact that Emil Hirsch has fucking main protagonist face at all times. Not even just, he just has that, like, I'm the main protagonist. I, just I mean, have but that's, that face. The face Speed Racer has, um, so. I love Christina Ricci, and anytime I see her, I'm always happy. I also found it really funny that uh, Rose McGowan was also up for the role, (laughs) because it's not one that it's going to be the other. (laughs) I saw a couple, like, uh, back and forth, especially when, you know, that was going to play Speed. Um, I know... They yeah, were talking about Keanu, Keanu Reeves playing yep. Racer X, yeah. Which, thank God, he turned that down. To be to be honest with you, oh, I, I, I think it would have worked out for him. I don't like Matthew Fox. Oh, I've never been a fan of Matthew in this Fox. I don't think he did terrible. Role. I just think the listen. I got out of this movie what it intended to give to me, which was a lot of really fucking bright lights and colors thrown at your face and some very obvious green screen. The entire time. And I get it. I get it. And you know what? And Trav said something that makes the most sense. So far, yes, this is the best live action anime movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. I absolutely agree. The bar is really fucking. I was gonna say the bar is super low. So I mean it's not saying much, but no. Um, I will say I really wish that um why is his name not in my head? The day you think it. John Goodman. John Goodman, thank you. Uh, why John Goodman wasn't Mario instead of uh, Bob Hoskins? Because he was Mario in this movie. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. There, uh, to say I didn't like it is was is not correct. I I, I got exactly said I got out of the movie what I was supposed to be given. This is basically Spy Kids with Speed Racer. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it, exactly. It, cool. It's so fucking cool. It, it looks really nice. It looks beautiful. I love what they did to make this movie look the way it did. I could give two shits about any fucking character in this movie. Oh, I love them all. I uh, outside my... of just Christina Ricci being Christina Ricci. Put yep. more of her everywhere and I'm happy. But the the last race looked great. I loved that. That last race was fun as hell. And open race too. That's not yeah. 
I mean, the the middle ra- race. Those, I mean, honestly, if you had given me just the races in this movie, yeah, yeah. I'd have been happy. The tracks were just fucking cool, man. Yeah, they, that shit was great. Everything in between, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, personally, I would have left Racer X as just like, I loved the reveal of he takes off the mask and it's, oh shit, it's Matthew Fox. Obviously. That's all he is. He's Matthew Fox. <laughs> You're not supposed to know who this guy is. I'd have, I'd have been great if they left him as that, not being like, it's actually his brother who had his face off with John Travolta. I mean, they have the they have the whole <laughs> the whole plot line going into it where he thinks it's his brother because yeah. he races just like his brother, Which and it turns out to not to be. be his brother. Yeah. But then it is his brother. Yeah. What it's tweets? amazing. I love it. Thank you. I, I just, love it. It's so. So over dramatic and it's amazing. <laughs> but that's the yes. thing. Like that's the part that just makes me go, Jesus fucking Christ, obviously. Like it's if you like, if, it's like obviously, okay, cool, I guess not. Please but let if you it shoe, stay this way. If you shoehorn that particular setup in like a drama, it's fucking lame and stupid. But you shoehorn it into this kind of a movie, like like Paul said, it's so over dramatized and you know, we think it's the brother. Oh, it's not the brother. Oh, no. Wait, it is the brother. Like everything about perfect. this movie is perfect. extra on purpose. Exactly. Everything oh, yeah. except yes. Emil Hirsch on purpose. He's supposed to be that like he's so dumb all he knows is racing kind of thing. <laughs> That's racing cool. Everything else is extra, and I, I appreciate that about it. I I had fun. I really truly had fun watching this movie. Zach has more opinions down there. I see. But I, yeah, Zach, yeah. go ahead. I my main issue is I just don't like live action anime adaptations unless they're done seriously. I know that's kind of lame. Um, <laughs> I I would love this movie if the characters were animated. Um, yeah, like even, I think even yeah, a CGI or something because. You want that Polar Express CGI, Zach? Because no, that's, that's what you're getting at this <laughs> that's point. That's what you would get in 2008. <laughs> I would love this in the style of, uh, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, God. Yes. Oh, God, yes. This is the style of Into the Spider-Verse. But the characters, uh, the but people obviously in an environment that they're not really in is what pulls me away from it a little bit. But that's... <laughs> That's supposed to be the fun of it. I know. The That's, best. I know. The best part about film is that what works for you doesn't work for me, and right. vice versa. So that's always going to be Absolutely. the thing. However, I do just want to comment that you said when you do an anime adaptation, you want it to be serious, and you know that's kind of lame. But let's really break down the story of Speed Racer. He, they live in a world where racing solves problems. Like racing, oh, you yeah. know, puts people in jail and it's, it's, it's life or death. But you know what? Instead of shooting each other, we're going to fucking take it to the tracks. So I, I, I didn't be serious with that. You so know you what really I mean? Ford versus Ferrari. I don't know. No. And I agree. I, cause you know what? If Astro Boy came out at this time, right. you would get the exact same fucking movie. Uh huh. Just with Astro And I would Boy. love to see that. I would love to yes. see a 2008 Wachowski's Astro Boy. It, it would honestly be the best but i'm i'm also with zach i it it almost feels like americans going this is what we're seeing looking at anime and it's just too fucking silly for us to take it seriously i i mean if but i know you can't take this particular material seriously if it were like 
I'm doing a Gundam Wing movie, and it was like yeah. this, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But it's Speed Racer. It's a show about a guy named Speed who races. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, is, how are we supposed to take Shoot that? Shoot it dark, and, you know, he's brooding, and no. Yeah, exactly. No, give, like, give me a Chris Nolan Speed Racer. <laughs> but Chris Nolan's like, doing The Dark Knight this year. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think this kind of counter-programming to the Dark Knight from the same fucking studio really threw a lot of people off because now everybody wants this grim, dark bullshit. And I love Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, but my God, don't be so cynical. Watch a fun movie yeah. no, with bright I colors. I love fun, bright-colored movies. This Apparently movie, not. Th- no, I do. I really do. Again, <laughs> I think it may just be Speed Racer for me. I, right. I, I just don't like Speed Racer. Uh, I think maybe if Astro Boy was made instead, I maybe would appreciate it more. But I think the casting was incredible, Bingo. though. And that's, um, if, if you had to pick oh, people oh, for the movie, it was great. Once again, the casting is perfect because it's exactly everybody who they should have been. Again, Emil Hirsch is just main protagonist face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need him to be anything else. That, yeah. He could have been a wooden block as long as he looked the way he did. <laughs> you're going to get the exact same fucking thing. He acted like he was a wooden block too, but I think that's just what speed was. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That is what speed is. Yeah. He's he's coming off a year after giving one of the greatest performances. Yeah. I love wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think his performance in this is way better than into the wild. (gasps) It's a better movie than into the wild. It is a better movie than into, I enjoy, I'm I'm not going to say it's a better movie. I enjoy this movie more than into the wild. I love into the wild though. But I can't say his performance, dude. Again, for both movies, he performed like he was supposed to perform. So exactly. and I, I'll just say it at that. I don't think one's better than the other. I just think he did what needed to be done for both movies. And I, I just I can't sympathize with that guy. Yeah. And I, I, therefore I I don't get into that movie that way. Like you're a dumb dumb. Good job, dumb dumb. You killed yourself. Hmm. Look, I'm riding with Paul 1,000% on this movie. It's all about Speed Racer and Cats for us, dude. And, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> good. Like, and I wasn't going to say that because I didn't want to say this was Cats, but by no stretch was it anywhere near Cats. No, this is definitely I, not This cats. is definitely and, a movie I watch and go, yep, I know why Paul loves this movie. See, and and for me, it's it, two, two thoughts. First off, I love hyper stylized films, films sure. that are just mm-hmm. so over the top. Things like uh, the Spy Kids movies and Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow was one of my favorite films of 2004. Like, I love these over green screened films that are just wild as shit. And <laughs> that's, that's their entire premise is let's just do crazy things. Sure. And the second thing is comparing this to Cats is kind of unfair because Cats did really weird things that nobody probably should have done. And it works for me because it's just insanity. This Mm -hmm. film, I think they hit every mark they intended to hit. And it's, it's unpretentious. It's just hyper stylized and it emulates speed racer. The show exactly Right. To, to a letter. T. Yeah. I, watched, I, I watched some clips to just kind of refresh myself on the show, and I was like, "Yeah, they they did it." I just yeah. And then really a fan of the show. You know, so. when the credits fucking hit, it's a fucking banger. It's like I didn't even turn off the credits because we got a fucking killer ass speed racer song. I love that style of, uh, and they do that for a lot of because I watch like a lot of 
uh, stuff like Initial D, like a lot of car animes, and they all revolve around that style of music where yeah. it's kind of dancey, but it's got rap in it and then singing. And that fucking Speed Racer song is a fucking banger, boy. Good God. So, like, not even does it have an awesome-ass ending that had your boy crying, but it also... The credits hit, and you're just jamming, you know? So now now I shifted from crying to happy, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, when Sparky gets to drink the milk, I, I shed the, quite a couple of tears <laughs> myself. He tried. He tried so hard at everything. <sighs> I get it. I just, I get it. I just, again, maybe it's just that it's I'm, speed I'm glad. I'm glad Trav loves it so much, and you guys bond over this, and that makes me happy. Indeed. Good. Indeed. Hmm. I'm I'm glad I'm the least cynical person on the show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, ironically, somewhat to how cheerful I am in real life, I'm probably the most cynical. Agree. <laughs> so no, there he is. Okay. All right. Well, happy birthday, Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna go rewatch these shows right now. <laughs> right now. You should. Uh, but I, I think we have to do something first. Oh. Maybe get happy a little judgy. Birth- oh, okay. I thought we were going to sing happy birthday. Yeah, okay. I guess we can go happy ahead and give some birth- worsty judgments. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Trav. Okay. Um, <laughs> would these movies, do they deserve best pictures? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. If Speed Racer run, I I wouldn't be mad <laughs> to, to be honest with you. But I already know. I mean, movies like this would none of them would ever be up for uh, any sort of best picture at all. However, uh, I loved all. I loved two out of the three movies. Sid and Nancy was a good watch, but damn it, UHF and uh, Speed Racer, I absolutely love. I don't even know if that answers a question. Or, yeah, I mean, hey, it answers it the way you wanted to answer. That's, that's right. all I care about. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Zach, what about Hi. you? Do, so, do any of these deserve Best Picture? Yeah, no. UHF is, you know, doesn't need Best Picture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got the charm and the swag all its own. Um, I do honestly think... Um, I can't remember if Gary Oldman was nominated for anything, but I, I seriously think he should have been up for best actor. And he got I nominated. I think he got it like a most outstanding new actor or something at one thing. I'll, I'll look that up while you're talking. Gotcha. Uh, I honestly think Roger Deakins should have been nominated for cinematography for that movie. Um, Speed Racer should have probably won uh, visual effects. <laughs> and editing. Even- yeah, it's oh yeah, editing. the editing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Although I, I guess the Dark Knight when editing that year, I don't know. And whatever it was, that was awesomely edited as well. Also, um, I want to chime in on that, Zach. They, yeah, this movie is considered a flop, but it made over ninety million damn dollars, and that's not including DVD sales and stuff. You know what I mean? So, right. Was, yeah, how much sure, did they spend on this movie? hundred twenty. So probably like yeah. close to two fifty. But you know what's it called? Yeah, it's a flop, but it, let's not act like it didn't make money. Ninety-three right. million dollars in movie tickets was made off of this movie. That's a lot of fucking dough for a for a shitty anime adaption, quote unquote. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire won Best Editing. Oh, 
That's a, such uh, a good movie too, though. So I'm not. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, we don't get there. <laughs> and uh, Gary Oldman won most promising newcomer from the Evening Standard British Film Awards. Nice. Ah. Uh, if if you want to hear some other things, Peter Frampton, not that Peter Frampton, uh, <laughs> was nominated for Best Makeup Artist wow. at the BAFTAs. Okay. Um, Chloe Webb won Best Actress at the Boston Society of Film Critics. That's wild. Uh, she also won for the Best Actress for the National Society of Film Critics Awards, was nominated for the New York Film Critics Circle Awards, and Alex Cox won <laughs> the Critics Award at the Sao Paulo International Film Festival. Nice. So just some those okay go on but yeah i i none of them are really you know the best picture kind of thing um i really sid and nancy probably personally is my um favorite of the group just because i'm that kind of person and then i love uhf as well and speed racer like i said i appreciate and i'm glad i got to see it yeah um John? i'm with you on pretty much everything uh sid and nancy was my favorite of the three uh uhf was i mean i don't know if anybody in the academy actually watched uhf (laughs) (laughs) probably not uhf has literally no nominations for anything (laughs) anything which is fine it doesn't need it i was gonna say does most comedies from the 90s when they start trickling in do they even get nominations for real for anything not really really. you know i guess but that's not that kind of comedy yeah (laughs) So looking at Sid and Nancy, I, the problem is the uh, the Academy that year because it was it would have been up against Platoon. I mean, obviously, think Platoon is a better movie, but I didn't see all the other ones, so I probably would have put Sid and Nancy up against any of the other four just because I haven't seen them. Probably Room with a View just because that looks worse. Um, also, I Room think, without a view. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like. Gary Ullman should have been nominated for best actor that I think he was fucking amazing. And I probably would take James Woods out just because James Woods, a dick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I speed racer probably should have been given visual effects and I don't think it should, it probably could have been nominated for editing. I think the editing was really well done in that movie. I don't think it beats Slumdog. I think that's where Slumdog shines is its <laughs> fucking editing, but uh, we'll get there. Zappa didn't like that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Tell so, us. Yeah. I, like I said, Sid and Nancy, is, it's, it's of the movies that are trying to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. The, the, that's the thing. All three of these movies did exactly that. Yeah, yeah. They did absolutely. exactly what they were set out to do. Sid Nancy was made to make you feel uncomfortable and watch a fucking toilet bowl spin. Uh, mm-hmm. UHF was made to be Weird Al the movie, and it very yeah. much was Weird Al the movie. And Speed Racer was made to be flashing lights and almost put people who aren't epileptic into a fucking seizure. And mm-hmm. it accomplishes that in every way possible so all three of these movies are exactly and i think that's what paul appreciates about them i think that's what he appreciates about any movies is i think that's why he likes cats cats was trying to do something and they did what they were trying to do it failed in no (laughs) i was gonna say that's where i disagree i don't think cats achieved what they were trying to do i just think it's so happened to get enjoyment but, out of guys like no me i Paul. think they, they meant to do exactly what they did it just it was not 
what was but I respect what Katz is trying to do the same way I respect what Robert Zemeckis is doing with his trilogy of mocap films is trying to do where they get progressively worse and worse, (laughs) but he's, he's trying to push the limits of what the technology could do. And I, I feel like that's what Tom Hooper is doing with cats. And while I don't like to give Tom Hooper as much credit as he does not deserve, he was at least trying to do something with technology and eventually we're going to see that technology smoothed out and people are going to love it when somebody else does it and something else later. And we're going to get real looking cat people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> God, hand please, me the lotion. Please keep that out of every anime fan ever. No. <laughs> I, I just think I don't want to harp on. I just want to say, cause it's in my brain right now. I think, I think the choices that speed racer did, works i think for cats like paul always said they made the wrong decisions in all the right ways possible and that's that's the big difference is they made good decisions and it works for cats they made what they thought was going to be good decisions they're horrible decisions but fucking for guys like us they just somehow magically ended up panning out anyways (laughs) by sheer dumb luck so i think the thing about this trilogy this trio of movies that we selected and paul workman as a person you know you have the tortured soul but who loves beautiful fun things that are sincere and try their damnedest and just having a good time and and doing things that are genuine to yourself and and i think that's you know it's him and that's why these movies were picked that's right so at, the, at the end of the day, love is magic, and we all love Paul. Yes. That's right. So, speaking of which, Paul. Yes. Do these movies deserve Best Picture? All right. I'm going to do them in the order that we covered them. And I have the Best Picture categories up here. 1986, I hate every film in this category except Platoon. <laughs> I don't hate Hannah and Her Sisters. I just don't think it was good enough to be in the category. Yeah. But I hate Children of Lesser God. I thought Mission was bad. And I thought Room with... No, I don't hate Room with a View either. It's just fine. Again... None of these deserve to be nominated for Best Picture except Platoon. So sure, why not? Let's give uh, let's give Sid and Nancy a nomination because it's way better than any of those movies. <laughs> it's beautiful. It always always gives kind of a, a hit to my soul, but gives you that little bit of catharsis right at the end. Uh, I love it. It's such a beautiful film. Um, Nineteen eighty nine. We have my left foot. I would definitely kick out of the category and the very overrated dead poet society. Uh, so UHF could go in there in spot of either of those movies. And I'm fine with that. Uh, this, is, this is where we get back to Paul smoking that, that Sid crack over there. <laughs> dead poet society is just not as good as UHF. UHF is a masterpiece. And uh, I don't want to get too much into the 2008 since we haven't covered it. I'll just say um, there are three films that I would maybe replace with Speed Racer because I think Speed Racer is genuinely one of the best films of 2008. Uh, I I fell in love with this film immediately. Is one of those things that I walked out of that theater like, I can't wait for everybody to see this because I know everyone's going to love it because nostalgia is big and... Uh, mm-hmm. 
Speed Racer is a fun show, and this is a fun movie, and everyone's going to love it. And I'm upset that the world <laughs> is Were a you wrong? <laughs> but it's, it's got a cult following, though. You know, you've got like-minded folks out there. Yeah, I was. I'm happy to one be of one of them right people. here. Yep. I'm I'm happy to be one of those people that got that saw this movie twice in the theaters and spent extra money to see it a second time. <laughs> I wasn't like I'm going to go for another matinee. I was like, no, I'm paying 13 bucks and seeing it at the biggest screen possible. It's uh, it's in my probably my top five of 2008, and nice. I can't believe it wasn't nominated for any Academy Awards at all. No, like. It, even even if it doesn't belong in best picture, it should have been in cinematography. It should have been in editing. It should have been in visual effects, sound effects, sound effects, editing. Like you name it, below the line, it belonged. And my God, like looking at these below the lines in 2008, when we get there, I'll bitch about this again. But like the best film editing, you could knock a few out of there. Best makeup. Okay, that's a pretty good category. That's uh, to say, fight me on that one. <laughs> uh, cinematography. There's a couple in there where I'm like, okay, those were those were fine looking, but this could have been in there instead. Art direction, yeah, fuck that. Uh, sound mixing, yeah, I'll kick a couple out of there. Kick a couple out of sound editing. Yeah, this, this Academy Awards are fine, but honestly, with Speed Racer missing, they were com- they were incomplete at sure. best. All right. Okay. Well, Trav. That's right. Are any of these the worst best picture? No. No? No. That's, no. That's it. Yeah. That's my okay. answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Zach? No. 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 If I was, they would all, none of them would be in my bottom uh, 15 for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, no. Sid Nancy most likely would be in my top 20 probably top 15 um but yeah no no paul no in fact these are all three tied for my number one get out oh. of your schindler's list <laughs> <laughs> step aside oscar schindler weird owls in yours you're in his spot <laughs> no none of these are the worst best picture i love them i love them all all right well, again, happy birthday, Paul. Yeah, oh, happy yes. birthday. We appreciate you. Thank and, you for, uh, for lighting up our minds with film all year round. That's Indeed. right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and call that there. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, the TikTok at Altorn underscore Occam. Trav, where can we find you? That's right. I'm on the Instagram at ZK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. We're also on Letterboxd. Ranking and rating my daily movie watches. Squirter. <laughs> Where are we squirting? We're saying you can squirt on over to Critiker, Zachmaster, <laughs> X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. TikTok, House Havoc. Letterboxd, searching my name. Why did I think that was going to be a good time to take a drink? <laughs> Mr. Workman. <laughs> you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I... I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I watch. And today I got to watch uh, one of the most charming films I've seen in a while. Marry me on Peacock. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, 
I just watched uh, it, it just and I was like, sound wow. like fun to me. Dude, it, it nothing was... about that movie looks fun. I <laughs> it's delightful. It's got music by John Debney. It was Wait. shot by uh Florian Bauhaus, Michael Bauhaus's son. It's wonderful. Also, there's a blind bulldog and math puns and Jimmy Fallon looking <laughs> like a complete douchebag because Jimmy Fallon's a complete douchebag. <laughs> Fair there enough. Fair enough. It is currently my number six of the year. Out of seven? Out of twelve. Out of twelve. <laughs> I uh I I found out that a couple of films that I watched at uh some festivals last year are getting like legit releases this year, so they're okay, on my nice. list. There we go. All right. Also uh, see the fabulous Filipino brothers as soon as it comes out. It's a lot of fun. And Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching He's Gump. He's Gump. He's Gump. He's, he's all right. He's not too bright. Yeah. Forrest well, Gump. I, I'm so fucking excited for next week. I'm so <laughs> I'm fucking excited. So thrilled. Oh my god, the rage. Well, the all this rage. all this all this uh all this birthday positivity has me refreshed from last week. So I'm going to watch let's, every movie from that fucking year. <laughs> yes. I've already watched a couple, and I'm very thrilled with what I've watched. Nice. I've seen them all already, and that's a first. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Well, if you want to watch Forrest Gump along with us, you can rent it on Google, Vudu, YouTube, or stream on Amazon. All right. We would like to thank Trav. 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 Thanks. Thank you, thank you for everything. <laughs> And Everything Travis is Ev- wonderful now. <laughs> God, father of mine. Okay. Uh, they're all the same damn song. Um, <laughs> okay, but that song hits pretty fucking close. Yeah. Just saying. I, okay, I'll I'll stop singing Just Mr. Saying. Magoo's song. Um, <laughs> So we like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Level Go Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscorsy Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast Stitcher or Spotify. It really helps to have a scene in the all mighty algorithm. The Almighty. Everybody, make sure that you message Paula happy birthday. Don't do make sure you do all of that. For Trap, Jonathan, Zach, and Conan the Librarian, who knows the Dewey <laughs> Decimal System, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day. 